Hello, welcome everybody. This is SF Live episode 138. As you can see, we want you to subscribe to our channel, of course, before we switch over to our friend Jordan Rayburn. He is the Daily Gold. He's the publisher and editor of a, of a newsletter and one of the best, probably, gold analysts in the space. And I really enjoy following him on Twitter and his newsletter as well. So make sure to give him a follow at the Daily Gold on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, follow his YouTube channel. He, he puts out very educational videos, talks about gold volatility and much, much more. So make sure to follow him on YouTube as well. So really appreciate him joining us in a few short seconds. But as I said, this is an interactive format. Make sure to follow us on YouTube and Twitter as well. And to get your questions in for and uh, we are using hashtag AskTDG today, or use the YouTube chat for your questions. And uh, we'll get to those at the end of our conversation with Jordan. And we're going to cover quite a few topics today. We're going to talk about gold volatility. Are we being greedy in gold? Are we are we just greedy as gold investors? Should we take it a bit more easy? Or are we on the right track here? So um, I think that's it from my end. Let's switch over to Jordan. Let's talk to an expert. And uh, let's make sure that uh, we, we get Jordan on here. And Jordan, thanks, thanks for coming on the program on Expert Monday. Appreciate it. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. It's my pleasure to be on. I mean, you, you do such great work here. I, I love what you're doing. So it's a real pleasure to be on with you today. Fantastic. Really appreciate it. Thanks for the, thanks for the comment there, the shout out there. Much appreciated. But uh, let, let's dive right in. Okay. Um, you know what? Let, let's, let's go one back. You're the first, you're, you're on the program for the first time. Introduce yourself real quick. I tried to, but I probably missed half. So why, why don't you tell us quickly about the Daily Gold and who is jo uh, Jordan Royburn? Okay. Well, the Daily Gold, I have to say, it's a bit of misnomer. The Weekly Gold is probably more accurate because I do pretty heavy weekly updates for subscribers. I also do flash updates. And um, so the Daily Gold, I mean, it's essentially what I do. I mean, I put out a lot of free, usually an article per week. I put out some videos. I post interviews like this. I also, uh, so in the uh, uh, premium service, I should say, um, I... It, I'd say half of it is technical analysis and kind of macro technical stuff, uh, looking at kind of general macro charts and, and where things are going macro and big picture wise, where the capital flows are, uh, that sort of thing. And then the other half is basically fundamentals on the stock companies that I'm investing in. So I, uh, even though my background, I mean, my expertise is really technical analysis. And I got into that because I started investing in the late 90s in the tech bubble. And then, um, you know, I, I was selling along the way, so I did well. But what hurt me is then on the way down, I was buying, when, and I didn't know we were in a bear market. I didn't really know anything about charts. So the, after that, I learned, well, there has to be a way to time the market. Like something has, to, there has to be a reason why stocks are moving a certain way. So I got heavily into technical analysis in the early 2000s, and I started you know, I, I understood commodities and where things were going. And I started investing in energy first because the, the, the junior companies there, the small companies, they make money. So it was easier for me to follow. But in the back of my head, I always knew I'd be getting into gold and silver at some point. And so um, I went in pretty heavy in 2005 and got really lucky. The timing was perfect. I uh, just, I mean, it, you get lucky. It happens sometimes. So, and since that point, I've been learning about, um, just the companies and the business and all of those types of things. And so I kind of initially I was focused on junior producers and I didn't really know much about exploration. So in the last like three to five years, I'd say I learned a lot more about exploration. So that's basically 
how the daily gold originated and uh, where I am today. I was going to say you had a lot of time to catch up on exploration stories in the last three to five years because not much has happened really. So you had time to read up. Um, but but now it's a bit different. It feels like we, we have quite a bit of momentum in the precious metal space. We're just, we're not really sure where to put it though. Like where to put that energy, it feels like. There's a lot of pent up pressure in the space, it feels like. Uh, but we're not seeing it in the price price movements yet, at least of the precious metals. Silver has moved a little bit due to the silver squeeze movement. It got way more eyeballs and attention, but gold is still in a correction mode, right? And the question is like, and let's let's dive right into the gold thematic here. Why is gold in a correction mode while everything else is running? Like, what's the reason for that? Okay, that's a great question. Well, the reason for that, and I'll try to make this quick, is um, so last August we came to a point where um, it was clear, at least, and I like to look at the stocks a little bit more than the metals. And so the stocks, based on breadth indicators and those types of things, they they were, I mean, this was apparent in July. They were starting to get really, really overbought. They were headed for a correction. So I saw the correction coming. I did not think it would be this uh, deep. It's gone a little bit deeper than I thought. And the reason for that is, and you see this a lot, like coming off of a major market bottom or even a recession. I mean, we're still in one, but coming out of that, you, know, you see the policy that's favorable to gold. And usually what happens is you see gold moves first, then silver than the rest of the commodities. So gold was doing well, and it was even doing well in 2019 because you had interest rates were going much lower. You have negative rates around the world. So gold was getting inflows based on kind of uh, ex uh, very, you know, ex rate cuts, uh, you know, negative yielding rates, all of that. Uh, so real interest rates were declining. They were going negative. So gold was doing well because of that. However, when you when people think, okay, the market's bottomed, you know, inflation expectations are going to start to move higher, uh, then that's better for commodities and also stock markets. So capital at some point along the way started to move out of uh, bonds and gold and into these other areas. And so there's there's probably still some legs left. To that trade but that basically explains even though in the very big picture you know we're probably going to have inflation down the road and real rates are going to remain very negative big picture things are still very bullish for gold but but zooming in that's what's been happening capital has been moving away from bonds and gold because people are getting more optimistic inflation expectations are starting to rise and look if that continues uh that will be very bullish for gold but the initial movement away from kind of negativity safety you know bonds and gold the capital initially moving away from that into these other areas that's what's been happening in recent months that's why gold is underperformed and to be honest it's really relative to these other areas it is really kind of nosedived it's performed a lot worse relatively speaking than i expected tea here and uh apologies no worries <laughs> but um so are, are we being greedy as gold investors now? Like, so, so my question is, like, you, you mentioned the run-up in gold. We've seen actually good returns 20, starting in 2019. You mentioned 2020. Gold ran to over almost $2,100. Um, are we being too greedy now? Is that correction healthy? And do we want too much? Because we see Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin rallying. And um, one theory, actually, in preparation of this interview is, like, gold had 5,000 years to rally to $2,100, right? Bitcoin is trying to catch up now as a currency as well if you if you want to believe it's a currency so do we see that happening right now bitcoin just catching up to gold 
Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's tough. I think, and I'm not an expert on, on Bitcoin and crypto. I would just say, based on how it's moving, it's kind of like half a currency and half a tech stock. So it's it's that's how I look at it. Um, but it it almost seems to me, I know cult is a strong word, but like Bitcoin and crypto, it kind of seems like a cult. People are saying, well, it's, you know, they're just looking at what's happened in the last couple of weeks or the last month. And they're saying it's a better store of value than gold and I mean, whoa, hold on. I mean, this is something that's had numerous 50% corrections in recent years. I mean, that's not really a store of value. So I think it's very, I think it's highly speculative. I mean, it's gone vertical and we in the gold market know that when something like that happens, it's very dangerous. And so I, I look, I, I think Bitcoin, maybe in the coming years, it can go into a, a bubble or I mean, go into a full-blown mania like gold, but it's still, it, it, I, I look at it, it's only for, I would say, it's like a lottery ticket or insurance. That's how you have to look at it. Uh, nah, that's a, that's anything, a good point. I don't want to really dive into the Bitcoin thematic. My, my fair, thought yeah, was more enough. like, is Bitcoin just trying to catch up with gold as a currency? Because gold had like 5,000 years and we are now at that certain certain level of valuation, right? Well, Bitcoin is just trying to make that up. So that's just a, a thought, right? Because it's only been around for, I don't know, how old is right. it? 12 years, 13 years, something like that? So. It's still fairly young, right? Um, so that was one of the. So, but but what kind of environment are we in? Like, how are we not afraid of inflation right now? And why is that not reflected in the gold price? Or is it already reflected in it? And we're just way too high, and we're just uh, uh, stupid enough, or not 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 clever enough to see it. And you're the technical analyst, right? So that's why it's like I'd be yeah. asking these pointed questions to trigger you a little bit. No, those those are great questions, and it just gets ba it gets back to the way what I said in my last answer, how money is moving and that we kind of, the market and capital flows were so focused on zero rates and negative yielding rates. And so all this money came into those areas. And now that, you know, people who bought gold because of that, they're saying, well, now there's inflation. There's, we think the economy is going to rebound and grow. So I have to buy commodities instead of gold. So um, I, I, yeah, I, no, I think inflation is definitely, I mean, a worry, it it will be a bigger worry. And it's something I'm trying to look at with my research. I'm trying to figure out, okay, what, if, if, if this trend continues where people have some optimism and they think, you know, inflation expectations are going up and that sort of thing, if that continues, when is that going to be bullish again for gold? And I don't, unfortunately, I don't have a great answer for that right now. Um, you, I, I would have to, I need to spend more time looking at history because there's nothing obvious that jumps out at me. But that's why you have to follow the market in, in the price action. And so that's one thing. Um, I, I look at charts and fundamentals, but charts can lead. You know, the market discounts things ahead of time. Like on the day we're talking, I mean, we, we could have hit a, an important bottom today. I'm not predicting that. I'm just saying like it's in the realm of possibility that this is like that we hit a major bottom uh, last week or today. Um, so that's, I mean, I, I, I'm always looking at, uh, at both technicals and fundamentals. I think, I think I read somewhere that you've been saying that the market needs to be scared a bit to, to sort of move the funds away again from, from the pressure, from the, from the base metals and, and also bond yields and stuff need to, uh, need, need to sort of fit in there. Right. And, and I've been saying that as well. Like we need to scare the 401k money that something can happen now with, with almost $2 trillion coming into the market as part of the, uh, the, the stimulus package, right? There is no need to, to move your money out of the main markets, for example, because stocks will only go up, right? So we, we need to, like, and it sounds bad, like I don't want to scare anybody, but we need one of those 
like black swan events that actually scares main uh, general investors to, to go look back into our commodity space. Is that correct? And that assumption, like, and what could that be? Correct. I, I think you're absolutely correct. I mean, if you look at the gold to S&P 500 ratio, and also you can look at GDX to, to the S&P 500, uh, the, these are still trading below their seven or eight year basis. So they have these big bullish bottoming formations. And so eventually when gold makes that next move higher, it has to happen in tandem with gold and GDX really outperforming the stock market. So that verifies what you're saying. Now, as far as what could it be? I mean, it, it's hard. It, it, it's really hard to say. I mean, the, the stock market is so overheated that I think in the next 12 months, I think at it, it, it has to have at least a 15 or 20% correction. Uh, maybe it will maybe it will have a, a bear market, but I, I think at least a sharp correction is probable. And so I think, you know, and, and as far as what could trigger that, um, it's really hard to say. I mean, it, it could be any small thing uh, and then people get really worried and start to sell. I mean, it could be inflation expectations starting to get too hot. Um, it could be, um, you know, it, it, yeah, that happens and we see yields run a little bit too hot and then the Fed talks about yield curve control. So it's it's hard to, I mean, it could be an, it, any single thing out of like four or five different things. But like I said before, um, it's not clear to me which of those things it will be, but we just have to worry about the market and focus on, you know, how gold and the gold stocks are moving. They will discount it. They're going to bottom and move up ahead of time and discount that before we know exactly what it will be. Yeah. Is there like one indicator, as you said, inflation numbers, inflation expectations, is like one indicator when that comes out at two o'clock or so in the afternoon, is that, okay, I'm going to go buy gold, I'm going to go sell gold. Is there one indicator that you follow or that's a major influence in your technical analysis? As far as news, no. I mean, I, I look at so many different things. Like I said, I look at how's gold performing against the S&P? How are the stocks? I mean, GDX, how is GDX performing against gold? How is the GDX advanced decline line performing? I look at breadth indicators, how oversold or overbought the stocks are. So I look at that action and kind of pair it with what I see in terms of the macro uh, fundamentals for the sector. And so I think we're kind of in a and someone asked me this question in an email, and I mean, it's a great question. Are, I mean, are we going to, from this point, are we going to see inflation really take off or are we going to see another wave of people get concerned again, bought, you know, bonds get bought aggressively and, and then gold rebounds because rates go lower temporarily because it's been selling off based on, you know, yields going the other way and bonds going down. So I, that's really the question now. And I, you know, it's, it's, great to come on interviews and give really definitive answers, but I, I just can't say, I mean, there's no, it's not clear to me exactly, you know, we're, we're in a correction, you know, it could continue for a little bit longer, or there's a chance that it just ended uh, as we're talking today based on how the market's performing. But I just don't know. There's not, there's not enough evidence for me to say yet. I was just going to, I was going to follow up because you mentioned that earlier in, in our conversation that you might think that gold have bottomed and that uh, we are in that, in that range bound correction phase. Like we're not really breaking out between 1775, it seems like, but we're not really breaking out to the upside either. What is it? 1850. I'm not a technical analyst, so you might have to correct me there. But um, what, what, what made you actually say that, that this might be the bottom? Is there something you saw in your analysis that this could be it? Well, we are really oversold. Uh, if you look at uh, gold's bouncing or last week, at the end of last week, it bounced off the 300-day moving average. And if you go back and you look at the 70s and the 2000s, 
most like the majority of corrections ended at the 300 day moving average. So it, it is possible, although personally, my guess would be like, I still think we're going to go a little bit lower, uh, but there is enough, uh, you know, there is a, enough evidence for me to believe that it's possible that, um, you know, we hit a bottom on uh, Friday or you could say today. Um, it, it, the move on the stocks is pretty strong. We'll have to see how that follows through and how, um, you know, how precious metals are performing against the stock market. Um, but I mean, it, it could just be a bounce and then we roll over again and go to a lower level. And that's that's how I look at the I mean, unless there's like really strong evidence, I'm not going to I'm not going to come on here and and say, oh, well, we bottomed or it just that stuff doesn't help people make money. I'm just trying to point out what you can expect, which is. I think we're probably going to go lower, but there is a possibility that, you know, we have hit the bottom. Interesting comment. You there, you think it's going to go lower and like, what does your like technical analysis say? Like what trend or what price level do we need to break to see lower prices? And where's that next level then? And I don't want to scare anybody, but let's be realistic, right? Yeah. Realistic. Well, actually 1690. And I, I, since the correction started, I said, that's the realistic worst case scenario is we could test 1690 and 1690 is, uh, uh if, if you look at the chart, uh, it's, uh, a level where if you go back to, to 2020, the first six or seven months of the year, um, it was a, uh, re it was kind of resistance right at the beginning of COVID. And then, uh, in the spring, after we had a great rally, we consolidated it with support. And also it's the 38%. It's a f minimum Fibonacci retracement from the uh, 2016 bottom. So if we're going to correct that entire move, the minimum would be 1690. And also when I look at the quarterly chart, for example, which I mean, few people look at that, but 1690, 1670, there's some support in that area on the quarterly chart. So that's, I mean, if this is not the low and we're going to go lower, uh, that's something I'm, I'm targeting. There's also another thing. There's the 400 day moving average, and then there's the lower 200 day Bollinger band, which provided those things came really close to providing support in 2004. And based on how gold is looking, I've kind of been using that 2004 comparison. So that's with gold. As far as the stocks, I mean, we could see GDX come down to 30 GDXJ, uh, come down to 42. I think those are kind of potential, I don't want to say worst case scenarios, but those are possible levels that we could come to. But at the same time, like GDXJ, um, for the 400 day moving average, which is, has been really important over the last 10 years, that comes into play around 45. So like I said, it's possible. Uh, I mean, there is enough evidence to, that, you know, we could be moving up from the bottom right now. I was, I was but, going to say, uh, like, I was, that was my next question. So we talked about the negative side, but to confirm that p potential breakout, what kind of price would we have to see maybe by the end of the week? Because I know Friday close is quite important. It's the end of the month, right? Um, what are we looking at? What do we need to see? What needs to be priced in? Is it just the 1800 level or is there like 1823 that we need to stay above? Honestly, it's really hard to say. I don't have a good answer for that. Um, it... it Normally, I I could say, uh, but that yeah, that's just where I'm at. I don't know if there if we can confirm or prove that there's a bottom this week. Maybe after a, a couple weeks, but I I don't see a certain level. Uh, now we are coming to the end of the month, so the monthly close that is something I'll look at. But yeah, I not to belabor the point, but I I just don't know yet. But the monthly close could 
it's possible that could give us a little more evidence. Yeah, like it sounds like you're a little more clear position to the downside of the of the of the gold market right now. Not to be negative or anything, but like, how are you playing that uh, scenario right now? And what would you uh, like suggest to potential investors in the gold market or precious metals right now? Well, here here is where my analysis is going to sound different. Like we are getting closer to a bottom. Like this is a time. Like I said a lot in the summer and early fall. Like, look, there's only a few things you could do. You could buy. You, know, you could buy or you could do nothing, basically, or you know, or you could trim and take profits. That we're we're around the time you should be buying, honestly. So if you look at you know look at the stocks you want to buy, and there's some that uh, you know maybe there's some who look vulnerable who may have to correct for a couple more months, but there's some that um, you know might be there's some number one that might have already bottomed and number two that could look look like they might bottom in the next you know week or two or maybe like i said maybe they bottomed today that's a possibility so based you know you have to look at the individual companies and also the value so you know i have the 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 macro technical stuff that we're discussing that's an overarching thing but you gotta you gotta pick the company and uh you know also look at its chart and its business its value and uh, because look, some of those, they might be a buy right now. And some of those maybe have to wait a little bit longer. So I just don't definitively say, okay, well, the sector's bottom. Let's just start buying stuff. I tried to do that a couple of years ago and it doesn't work as well, honestly. <laughs> so I, I like to focus more on the companies and, um, you know, and I, I have, uh, usually I use like a 20% mental stop loss. So just, and that's the problem that people have is they try and make too many decisions let's keep it simple have a mental stop loss if you buy let the market help you figure it out i mean if if we bottomed and you made these buys then you're going to be holding them for a long time you know maybe you'll get stopped out and have to you know buy again at a lower price but you know that's not the end of the world no, not necessarily. Let, let, let's switch gears a little bit. We talked gold the whole time, and I know your newsletter is called the Daily Gold. But I got to ask your opinion on silver. Um, obviously, a lot of eyeballs on the silver price thanks to the silver squeeze movement, and uh, lots of people now buying the PSLV to sort of physically squeeze the silver market. What, what, what's your view on the silver market right now? Do you have an opinion on that? I do. <laughs> the silver market. Okay, so what's interesting is all the reasons that gold has been selling off, and I think last comment on gold. I think. Part of the reason why we've seen a little bit more of a sell-off than maybe many of us anticipated is because gold was able to rally to almost 2100. Like if it peaked at 1900, I think the sell-off would be more mild. But all of those reasons we discussed, uh, those those reasons are that why money's moving out of gold, gold struggling. That. That that stuff has been performing uh like it hasn't really been performing as well as commodities i mean you have gold's been performing poorly recently commodities really well and then silver's kind of in the middle but honestly i would say it's kind of a little bit closer to gold and if you look at the early 2000s when uh there were some cons numerous not numerous but a couple different consolidations in there and dur during those consolidations silver actually outperformed gold during some of those so i i see what we're seeing in silver has happened before. I don't think the squeeze, like I, I may be wrong, but I, I don't think it has really anything to do with what's going on. Maybe a little bit, um, but silver, it's it's in a interesting position. I don't think it's going to be able to break out. And since we had that big move down after the squeeze pop, 
the silver stocks have, have been lagging silver, which is not a good sign. So I wouldn't, I, I'm kind of on the fence with silver and I'm not that keen on it right now. I don't think it's going to break above 30 and, and make a run. I think it's more likely to come back uh, to the bottom of its range. But I, 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 and just another thing, getting back to what you said about being greedy, silver went from $11 to $30 in like, what was it, four it's months like, it or something like, shorter, like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, th this is not something that's going to go to $50 this year or even next year. Like, it's going to need time to digest and correct that move. No, fair enough. And I was actually going to put you as, as sort of the final question of our conversation, put you a bit in the, in, the, in the hot seat there and ask you just final, like, price targets for gold and silver for the end of the year. Do you have a number that you feel comfortable with? Um, I really don't, to be honest. I mean, looking at gold, like I, as you can tell, I'm a lot more keen on gold. I mean, I'm looking at history and I'm looking at, um, I like to look at history and then kind of use analogs. And so I'm looking at a lot of different things. And so that can, I'm just looking at my notes. I mean, we could rally back to the high in gold. I think the latest I would have that is probably like the middle of next year. Um, or we could get back there as early as, a very end of this year, the beginning of next year. So I would kind of lean to the middle of that. So I, I think, you know, we could be a little bit higher than where we are at the end of the year. That'd probably be my expectation for gold silver. Honestly, I'm not sure. Cause it really depends. Like if we're going to have, if, if the catalyst for precious metals is going to be more on the inflation side, silver is going to do better than gold and out and outperform. However, if the, if we get a 15 or 20%, uh, sharp correction in the stock market, or even worse than that, you're going to see gold really outperform silver. And so silver would be lower in that scenario. But, uh, you know, last thing I'll say um, is, I, you know, big picture, I am really bullish on gold and silver. I, I just think it needs time. And so looking at gold, uh, this cup and handle pattern, I mean, this projects to 3,000. So I think two or three years from now, I mean, we're, I think we're going to be trading above 3,000. So I am very bullish, but this year I think is going to be, could be a little bit more difficult, kind of a grind testing our patience. Repeat that for me. $3,000 go when? 3,000. One analog has that at the uh, in the first quarter of 2023, so in about two years, but I'll just give it two to three years. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll take that. Get, that that's... Yeah, just to give well, just to, because it's the setup, and I and I do want to because I people you know they'll say oh well you know he sounds bearish, but I do want to make this clear. I mean the pattern that we have in gold, this huge cup, and we're building the handle part of it now of a cup and handle pattern. This is a super super bullish pattern, and gold was able to rally a little bit above the beginning of the cup. So it you know it, in a textbook cup and handle, gold would have stopped around 1900, but it was able to actually rally above that i mean seven or eight percent whatever it was so that even that that's an indication that there's even more strength to the pattern so this is a very bullish big picture technical pattern that gold is trading in you know when it moves it's going to move aggressively and break out the bad news is i don't see that move starting until you know the very end of this move or early next year that's not too bad come on it's 1800 gold as you said you look at the junior producers and producers we should be happy with the current price level right so being too greedy let, let's digest 1850 or where or 1820 where we're at today and uh, see what the producers are coming up with numbers because so far the free cash flow numbers i've seen are phenomenal from some of the big producers extra special dividends from barrick increased dividend i think 3.9 percent dividend yield now from newmont that's what we want to see
and of course that M&A in the space. And as you said, you follow more the stocks than the gold price itself. I think we're on the right track. Yeah, I mean, I, I think th this is a, a, a correction, consolidation, digestion of the huge moves from last year. I mean, it just takes time and we haven't correct, like we haven't done anything that's been too nasty of a correction. You know, and th this is healthy. I mean, a lot of the hot money, probably all the hot money has left the space, honestly. I mean, there might be a little bit more money that comes out, which, which might be a little unnerving. But I mean, this is setting up for a significant low. And eventually, we're going to launch much, much higher. But again, I don't think it's going to be this year. Uh, nothing wrong with that. I don't mind. As I said, so Jordan, really appreciate your input and your comments. This was fantastic insights. Really appreciate you coming on SF Live here, episode 138 today. Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Everybody Kai. else, thanks for watching. Thanks for joining us here on SF Live. Really appreciate it. Make sure to follow us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, hit that subscribe button, and also hit that little bell icon. That way you get notified when we go live. We do all our interviews live. That's really important to us. You'll hear it directly from the company CEOs, but also from our analysts. What do they think? What do they see? That way you have a bit of an advantage and don't have to wait till the middle of the night to watch a replay. Really appreciate it, Jordan, and uh, we'll, we'll have to get you back, so, back on soon. Thank you.